0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Podcast. Every now and then, you know we have an ally in our fight for equity on the show, and I'm so excited today to introduce to you Cam Woods. Cam, welcome, and thank you for being here.
1: Hi. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for having me.
0: You betcha. You betcha. So let us um, learn. I don't know you. I'll just tell you that. Most (laughs) of my guests, um, I try not to get to know too much about them beforehand. Uh, That way, this is a very exciting new opportunity opportunity for me to learn new things about you as well. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Cam.
1: Yeah, Um, so I currently work as an associate counsel in the Employments and Benefits Group at Allstate Insurance Company um, in Northbrook, Illinois, Um, just a little suburb of Chicago. Uh, I'm originally from Arkansas, born and raised. I'm actually back here during the of uh, the crisis and why our um, offices are shut down. I came back home to spend time with family. So I'm actually back in the great state of Arkansas. Uh, I'm 28 years old. I uh, just had uh, the great opportunity to work in-house immediately after law school that I'm very, uh, that I'm very much enjoying. Um, I enjoy a multitude of things, um, spending time with family, with friends. Cooking is one of my side passions. I enjoy reading and writing. Um, and the reason I was just interested in doing this podcast, but I also just have an interest in social justice, um, and it's particularly advocating for women and women's rights because I can count how many, uh, women mentors I've had in my life and how I just, you know, don't want their potential and their advances to be stopped because of their gender or sex. So um, I'm looking forward to this, this opportunity speaking with you.
0: So, first of all, let me say I'm originally from Louisiana. So, hello, oh, neighbor. Nice.
1: Hello, neighbor. <laughs> what part of Louisiana?
0: Yeah, I was actually born in New Orleans, raised in Baton Rouge, lived there okay. until I, was, I guess about 19, and then moved off to Boston and lots of other places after that. But I'm so excited to have you on the show, and it's so great to see um, that you've succeeded so well. And what a dream at this age to be doing what you're doing for such a, you know, what a global, what is it, a Fortune fifty company? All state is Yeah,
1: Dude. yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: Amazing. It is. It is. Yeah, Mama always. must be proud. <laughs>
1: very, very much. Even you know, at times where she's kinda like, I don't completely know what you're doing, but I support.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot too. I hear you. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, that kind of makes me really smile. My cheeks are burning. I'm so happy um, <laughs> Thank for you. you. And I'm so thankful to you for being an ally. It sounds to me like you're more than an ally. You're actually a champion in our fight for equity in the workplace. Um, so I'm super proud and happy to have you on the show and, and grateful you. beyond words to have you Thank on the you. show. Uh, what a great background. So why did you, one, want to go to law school and become a lawyer and then two, work in house?
1: Um, so, uh, why I decided to go, my, my dad was also an attorney. Um, he went to law school. He, uh, he was a JAG officer because he was also in the National Guard. Um, he opened up his own law practice here in Magnolia, Arkansas, my uh, hometown. Um, but he was also a professor. Um, he also was the chair of the History, Geography, and political Science Department at Southern Arkansas University, uh, his alma mater. And I was just able to see both him and my mom. She got her uh degree, her undergrad degree in political science, went on to get her master's in counseling. I saw what they were able to do with their degrees and with their education in the field, uh, in our community, really how they were able to help people in real time versus you know whether it was giving counseling on legal issues or counseling in mental health issues, where they were being advocates in the community through um, those fraternity and sororities, um, through the NAACP and other organizations. So I kind of really just wanted to follow their path and kind of think of what ways in my future can I help people. Wow. So it's kind of just- um, let, let me
0: just say real quick, uh-huh. it sounds like remarkable is in your blood. I mean, that's <laughs> incredible. Wow. Um, great job, mom and dad. And thank you for what you've done as well. Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. They, they sound amazing.
1: They they were amazing. They they, they are amazing. Uh, I am just, you know, blessed and thankful to have them as parents. And they really led by example. What I what I love most about them is that there was never any pressure for my brother, have an older brother, my brother and I, to follow in their footsteps or do the things that they did. Um, they just, you know, they did it because it was right. They did it because they felt they had a calling to help others. That's so powerful. So they powerful. went about it yeah so it was it was just kind of just watching them and being around uh being around them whether i was on the college campus with them in their offices or i was in my dad's office you know spending my summers filing papers with him um it was kind of like i i kind of knew where i wanted to go and i you know as all you know i think children and teenagers you kind of rebel a little bit so yeah. i kind of like oh no you know everyone expects me to be a lawyer i'm going to go you know, a a different way. And I started college as a psychology major. I took the class in high school and really enjoyed just how the human mind worked um, and how we come to these decisions and conclusions, especially as we're interacting with people. Um, I went to this college preparatory high school, uh, which was about two hours from home. I lived on campus there. Um, Wow. the school is the Arkansas School for Mathematics, Science, and the Arts, um, and it was actually founded by uh, Hillary Clinton when she was first lady of Arkansas. Wow,
0: um, I'm a fan, by the way. I'm not yes. <laughs> the
1: <same saying. laughs> so it's, it's an incredible school, and you know, I went from a hometown of, you know, maybe 600 people, uh, people that, this was my dad's hometown, so people that, of course, have known him since he was a child, and for my junior, and senior year of college, I mean, excuse me, high school. I went to you know this college, this high school, two hours away, and it was from with other students around Arkansas. So I was out of my element for a bit, and I had to realize, okay, there are a lot of things that you think of me that are untrue. There are a lot of things I think of you that are untrue because of our backgrounds and how oh, we I love learn. That. Um, so I think I, I count a lot of my success and why I advocate the way I do is because at a learn uh early age you know I had to learn to get out of that comfort zone and that comfort right. box, and interact with different people um uh, and it just really prepared me for the the rest of my life um so I and because of that and because I was figuring out okay why do we have these perceptions about people why is it that we learn this way I went into college as a psychology major uh and I don't think I even took one psychology class <laughs> and I I was just going through our course catalog, and I saw that we had uh, at the University of Arkansas we had a joint degree program of political science and journalism, and it was just something my about that combined. Brother. Oh, really? This is yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah, both of those. I have a, a B.A. in both. Yeah.
1: Nice. Uh, so yeah, it was just something about those two together that clicked with me. Yes. Uh, and I think at that time I was becoming more politically aware. Of what was going on had um, started some years back, but I was just really understanding uh, politics a whole lot better. So I was like, you know, this this seems fun. Let me go with it. And ended up taking my first political science course, uh, comparative politics, and it was kind of like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. I know, I know where I'm, I'm home now.
0: I'm so um, grateful for people like you, and I'll tell you, Cam, I haven't met a lot of people like that. So. This is quite refreshing. Um, You know, these days, people are just not open to learning uh, about the the things that it takes to to be progressive and still Mm -hmm. compassionate at at the same time. I love this. Oh, my God. So I'm (laughs) glad that I didn't know anything about you before the call. This makes for a much more exciting call. Um, Absolutely. I want to say the fact that you were spiritually and emotionally and intellectually mature enough to look at your parents and see what good examples they are and not mm-hmm. just, you know, um, be that rebellious team that so many are. Um, I mean, I'm not knocking the rebellious team, great oh, no, no.
1: Yes, Yeah, great leaders have
0: come out of that. So yes. good advocates too, but you're amazing. This is you.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> oh no, no, I, I, like I say I contribute all my says my, to my parents and the mentors who have helped me along the way uh, who, you know i think um it's very easy and it's just kind of human nature to kind of pigeonhole yourself and to yeah. say you know this is the course i'm going to go and just luckily enough i just been surrounded by people who was very much if you have an interest in it go and do it um, right give so it a shot give it a shot you know if if you you can only know if you don't like it if it's not for you if you do it um what is that so,
0: wayne Gret- gretzky quote about you know, you lose a hundred percent of the shots you don't take or something. Yes. Like
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love yeah, that so. attitude about you, the go get it, the go get itness. if that's a phrase.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> well, just very much of just saying, you know, if it, if it interests me, uh, it doesn't hurt to try it out and see if I like it. And if I, you know, look over, you know, my life is, it's definitely been a lot of trying it out and seeing if I like it. We well, sound
0: very courageous, I'll say that.
1: <laughs> thank people you. are
0: afraid to try new things.
1: And, and and I get it, especially when you're going uh, on paths that haven't been charted before. Um, it yeah. can be kind of nerve-wracking and it, you know, that, that first course was like my major doing that. Um, but also when I was in college, I learned that, and I, and I say I kind of just became a midst of my parents, as I was doing uh, the political science, getting more involved in law and doing internships and summer legal programs, um, I also figured out that I loved higher education. And I loved how these professionals were at, at school whose sole job and motivation was to get students involved and make sure they're successful in college and provide all the resources and tools to ensure that that they are supported and that they um, they stay the course and they don't get discouraged. Um, I had, I think my first summer uh, after my freshman year, you know, I, I interned or I did this job with housing. So I understood the importance of housing and why, you know, I used to always say dorms when I was speaking to my mom and she would always correct my language and say, no, we say residence halls. Um, and as I was working for it, I understood why we had changed a verbiage and how it was important and how you really wanted to create this inclusive environment for students to feel comfortable. And I'm like, oh, I like that. I like I how, when that when you change these terms. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go, mom. That's powerful.
1: Yeah. She's smart, way smarter than I am. So I, I got involved with housing. And at that time, I was uh, a lot of my mentors were actually in student affairs. So I was just going to different events and being around them. And again, I just love their interaction with the students and how they were able to make you know people regardless of background, creed, um, culture to feel connected to this campus, to feel connected to their purpose on that campus. So Aww. I was kind of figuring, you know, I think the hardest part was kind of like, okay, I have this interest in law, and this is what I know, this is what I know a legal career looks like. But I also really love education, and I love the inclusiveness and the diversity initiatives that are that are involved in it so how do i marry that um and it was a, it was a lot of uh, praying and sleepless nights nice. actually you know as you're going to a senior year and i'm taking the lsat and i'm considering the gre um so i just kind of like you know what i i prayed about it and said you know whatever happens happens because it was one of those things were like am i going to grad school then law school am i doing law school and no grad school Uh, is my purpose to be on a campus, um, you know, just trying to figure it out.
0: You know what I love about what mm -hmm. you're saying is that you're a young person right now, you know, as you're describing this moment where you're praying about this, you're thinking about this, you're you're being a seriously critical thinker where you're seeking your purpose already. That's pretty amazing. Like (laughs) a lot of young people are like, you know, should I, you know, which beer should I drink?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that occasionally comes up, but it's definitely not as uh, nerve-wracking as, you know, what do, what do I see the next uh, 10 to 20 to 30 years of my life being?
0: That's a lot um, of grace in there and a lot of grit. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I love um, it. Yeah, and, and also just being, as you said, grace, giving myself a lot of grace if I don't make yeah. the right decisions immediately um, and knowing that each experience brings a lesson and as whether well, you know i'm doing the right thing or you know this is not for me let's find something else so well, i had end, to give myself a lot you of say you early.
0: are you told me how <laughs> 20,
1: yeah i'm tw- i just turned 28 about three weeks ago
0: 28 you are wise 28 <laughs> let you. me thank tell you. you and happy birthday by the way so thank you that's incredible so all these things are going on in your head that's a lot of pressure that you're putting on yourself but yeah like, you give exactly yourself the grace to um make an exit if you need to yeah
1: and um again there was a lot of conversations that I had with my parents and just being thankful that I was able to come to them about that uh, and just kind of you know if you if you like it do it if you don't you don't have to you don't have to do it just again allowing myself that that grace to mess up to um to learn from my own trial and errors because you know I'm a very believable that, you know, you can tell someone S, Y, Z not to do it, but sometimes they have to learn on themselves. Right. I'm, I'm that type of person. I have to learn the lesson myself. And I couldn't always, especially the, I I guess, the route that I was thinking of going, I couldn't rely on my parents because they didn't go that traditional or that, that route that I'm going. Um,
0: Well, sure. The experiential lesson is so powerful, you know, versus hearing it from someone else or reading about it in a book.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's, you know, little skills and tips you can get for, it, but until you're actually in that space, um, you you really don't know what you're gonna do.
0: Cam Woods, the king of total immersion.
1: <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm gonna take that on the road.
0: I like it. I like it. Well, let me ask you this. So mm-hmm. you decided on law school, and then... I
1: decided on law school. Yeah, I yeah. I actually I attended. Southern Illinois University School of Law, and the reason I did that was because they actually had a joint degree program uh, where I got my JD and my master's in higher education at the same wow. time.
0: Wow! Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. So, what so, are you doing? I guess what are you doing today that uses both those skill sets? Mm-hmm. I mean, they—I could see how that would marry beautifully.
1: Yeah, um what I what I loved about the the master's program, of course it's, it was college student personnel, so it's very focused towards uh students and pedagogies and t- uh kind of like learning styles. Um, but I had a very great class, uh classes, professors, and discussions, of course, around uh diversity, inclusion, and equity. Now, of course, it's on college campuses, but you take a, a step back from that. All colleges, and I think people are realizing that more now during the pandemic is that colleges are businesses. So yeah. how do we have, how do we have and how do we promote equity at this business? And it's just a business that just so happens to be in education and educating, you know, a certain population of people. Right. So when I when I understood that, I think, you know, going into any um whether it was a law office or in-house or whatever I decided to do with my law degree, I had these tools of how we can issue these same initiatives that we do on college campuses within that office setting. So, you know, now in my current job uh, at Allstate, you know, I had the opportunity to intern there and now working um, um, as a full-time attorney. When we have these diversity committees, when we have, uh, when we're choosing interns, when we're, seeing who's being promoted at SYZ, those tools and those initiatives that I learned from um, my higher ed program, I can still use in my current day. I
0: love so that. Let me ask uh, you something mm-hmm. about that. Uh, you pointed out something important. Um, so diversity is one thing, inclusivity mm-hmm. is another thing entirely. Yes. Um, and I've noticed in the work that I do with various companies and law firms that you know, there's a lot of check-in-the-boxes going on, mm-hmm, but I want to mm-hmm. know who's getting paid, who's getting promoted, who's doing exactly. assignments. It sounds to me like you're careful about that because you just mentioned um, about who's getting promoted. So that is important to me, promotions. Yes. and That's inclusivity. Not just right. how many women and people of color have you hired this week, but how many are actually doing meaningful work and getting paid for it.
1: Absolutely. Um, and I think it's very you unique on the in-house counsel side because, of course, we, especially now that I've actually moved to our litigation group, uh, when we work with outside law firms, you know, as as part of condition of being kind of our premier law firms, you know, we look at these diversity numbers, and I'm actually on a committee that that does that overview. And, you know, you can give that feedback of saying, yes, you may have these many minority or female uh, associates, but within the past year, we see that none of them were uh, promoted, or maybe a right. few of them were promoted, or some left.
0: Maybe your website, website and your brochure look great, but I want to know you're doing in my work.
1: Right, exactly. You know, how many uh, diverse attorneys are working on these All-State Matters? You know, how many hours is it put in? How many partners do you have of counsel? Things like that, these numbers that we look at. Um, and it's just easier to kind of understand it and even offer some tips of how a firm or organization can improve again because of that background that i have do they um, listen uh, some of them they they, they have to <laughs> if they want to keep the business um and, and i think a lot of them i i haven't heard or worked with any who just kind of discounted yeah for sure they 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 understand um how important it is and i think not just only for face value but because you know, all studies show that the more diverse a workforce is, the better that it is at doing its work, um, at keeping people so. Um, and the
0: bottom line improves.
1: Exactly, exactly. Everyone loves uh, improved bottom line. So, um, <laughs> and you know, you're just more likely to get more companies on other businesses when people, no matter who you're working with, can see or relate to someone on their other side.
0: You know, I want to tell you a quick story that you're just mm-hmm. going to, you know, hang on to your chair because
1: you're going to fall out of it. Um,
0: I had someone who called me from a law firm and say, you know, we don't know how to start a DNI initiative. I don't even know where to start. And I said, um, well, what about the people who work with your firm who are, um, you know, in that minority group, you know, like women or other minorities, mm-hmm. can you get them on board, maybe form a committee and we'll talk about next step. And this person was specifically talking about the LGBTQ community. Okay. And she said to me, "I don't think we have any gay lawyers." <laughs> I was like, "Really? How many lawyers do you have?" And I knew it was over a thousand. Uh huh. Like,
1: oh my goodness. So none of them. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. I was.
1: Thinking,
0: I said, "Well, I have a feeling that you might, you know, discover that you do if you mm-hmm. start a DNI initiative." and um she said to me well why would we first of all how can we start one without anything mm-hmm. and i said you have gay lawyers trust me you just don't know them <laughs> maybe they don't feel like it's safe to let you know that which is a problem Right.
1: yes and absolutely I
0: said, I said to her you can tell me if this is good or bad advice so going forward i'll learn but i said to her you need to go to your top 20 clients and look at their websites and see how important this is to them if you can't do it because it's the right thing to do it, do it because it's a good business decision. Um, smart. And I yeah. said, use that case to the executive committee and you better get on that and start that mm-hmm. job because clients will not hire your firm. If you don't start to pay attention to people who deserve the attention.
1: Correct. Wow.
0: Yeah. I couldn't believe it either. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
0: like, Oh my goodness! You know, I feel like checking them out again to see.
1: No, but never good. Where are they now in terms of the exactly. DNI?
0: <laughs> so I really love that you are on that committee at Allstate, and I love that you have the courage to do what you do to push back to your outside council to make sure they're, um, you know, moving the needle and creating equity mm-hmm. in the workplace. We got to do what we got to do, and we Absolutely. can really do so much. But I believe we can do a lot you know
1: yeah yeah and it, it really does just kind of start with one person because it, it's very rare that you know you are the sole person who's thinking about this so it really just kind of starts with one person talking to another and then for you know you have a you have a committee you have an initiative you have a, a, a think tank who are you know hitting the the important parts and doing what's what's needed in this current uh workspace
0: exactly and if you need to say hey our clients demand it and yeah well you know the world demands it you know
1: absolutely exactly. absolutely
0: so it's way overdue um i can't believe how long we have focused all our time attention and money on d and forgotten mm-hmm. all about i
1: right right um and i think i feel and again i'm still kind of new to the kind of academic side of it but I feel like diversity was just the the key word for so long um, yes. that we forgot the I or that an I needed totally. to happen. Yeah, so it's it's more than just um, the seats and the table, um, but you know, are they are they able to are they able to speak? And I think now that D and I are kind of more of the buzzwords. Here comes equity, um, and having to yeah. yeah, and belonging, and it's kind of like okay, not only am I invited to the dance, I can dance, and my dance is accepted and weighed just as much as anyone else is dancing.
0: I love that. It's, uh, so, you know, that's, you're touching now on the hot spots of what I teach. Mm -hmm. So, this is what I teach, and I'll just say that um, I look at diversity as quantitative, but inclusivity as qualitative
1: oh nice okay
0: yeah and that's what that's where matter comes in Mm -hmm. you know quantitative that's the structure um but the 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 structure of the home but the qualitative the inclusivity that's the warmth of the home yeah safety of the home Mm -hmm. so um definitely love that you've committed to doing this outside of just practicing law or being a lawyer or you know you're a business person who knows the law and that's beautiful. Great, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's
0: amazing. Those are so rare. You know, um, lawyers are not always great at business. So it's nice to see a lawyer who's great at business and vice versa. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, day-to-day mm-hmm. at Allstate, what what is your day like?
1: Um, so I as a new attorney in at Allstate, we actually have a developmental program for new associates. So We have about excluding our staff counsel, which are the, you know, attorneys that are in the field. If you insured by all stay you and you get in the crash, you know, you are through your policy, you have access to an attorney. Um, So outside of that, we have six different legal groups in our home office. So we do three one year rotations throughout those three of those groups um so my first 18 months with the company i was in our operations department so that was more uh regulatory compliance work um and that was an incredible opportunity to have right out of law school so it was just so many different uh legal concepts that i had no clue to think about because it just wasn't covered in law school um and i I think think one
0: so great so most companies do that that's Mm (laughs)
1: yeah it's a great opportunity and it is unique one for all state hiring right out of law school but also to have this opportunity to learn essentially learn the business more and do these different areas uh, which only makes you a better attorney for
0: you sound like you're in good hands with
1: (laughs) i mean it was right there i didn't want to say it but since you said it it was great
0: (laughs) that is so great so i tell my uh people that i teach and train that You know, people want to do business with someone who speaks their language, knows exactly Mm -hmm. how their business and industry and, you know, how that all operates so that it flows readily. I think that's great on Allstate's part for um, encouraging you, allowing you or requiring you, whatever the case, Mm -hmm. to do that because you really do get a sense of everybody's day to day and how the company works to serve their clients and customers. That's amazing.
1: Correct. Yeah. And in that group is more, you know, insurance-based. So I definitely learned a lot of insurance laws, but it was also kind of, I see it as this legal hub from the company. Uh, one of the most exciting jobs that I had in that role was I was on a marketing team. So I worked very close. Uh, you know, I was giving legal advice on different marketing strategies that we can do or what advertising we can use. Um, and one thing that, one job that I really had, I was the sweepstakes and contest attorney and had no idea that sweepstakes and contests had it on, its own his own set of walls um so i would having to you know give guidance on these rules and how we we're able to pitch a certain sweepstakes um how we were able to advertise around it um and it just you know i love any job and any opportunity that makes you view the world a little bit differently because of your experience. So, you know, anytime I'm watching a commercial, you know, I'm looking at the bottom line and looking, you know, looking at the, uh, the warnings just, and the yeah, And
0: I was just going to say <laughs> when we sign up for any kind of sweepstakes, we always say, check the fine print. So now yep, I'm going to think yep. of
1: you because <laughs> <laughs> that's That was me checking the let's, fine print, like making sure it's on the well it. page. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was an amazing job. And it's also, I think, you know, in the terms of this conversation, there's there's also a diversity and inclusion aspect, you know, for those with disabilities, are they able to read this website? Are they able yes. to read the text on a screen? Um, you know, for those who can't always, you know, see clearly or have vision problems, you know, is the text large enough for them to see. And you know, you look at different the federal government but also the state uh laws and what is required uh, under their uh disability, various disability acts. So it's even that, that you become more aware of, you say your audience, but the world is your audience when you're working for a right. business like this. So you're just kind of being more aware of how people interact with what you're putting out.
0: You know um, what's so beautiful about that? Because we all, um, I teach standpoint theory, so okay. we all see the world from where we stand and you're making sure to see the world from everybody's different perspectives. And I love that. That's the goal of inclusivity, right? Is to listen exactly. to empathy. You're exactly. communicating empathetically with others, so that's amazing. You're and and I try. Star, I,
1: oh no! Oh no! Now nah, I'm getting there. Hopefully, one day I'll be a rockstar <laughs> status.
0: Well, I'll uh, be the decider of that. <laughs> and when, when you feel, look, when you feel that day has come, you call me, and we will do another podcast, and we'll all right. To this
1: one, <laughs> uh, hey, I look forward to that. <laughs> I look forward to that. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So that, that was my first, um, I guess, rotation. My second rotation was, was actually in our, um, government and industry relations group. So I did a lot of Ooh. policy work. Um, and one big thing that I worked on was actually, um, data privacy, um, and kind of cybersecurity, but mostly focused on consumer uh, privacy and of course you know there's a hot topic all around especially you know as we become more integrated with technology what information what data do companies have on us how is that shared how is it protected how is it not protected um, and it again it goes through there was just a lot of conversations that my team and I had about you know the everyday consumer and what how comfortable with, are they with their data being out there Um, and what ways they can can they protect it you know what what rights do they have what rights do they not have Uh, so it was just a lot of you know putting yourself in other people's shoes and just kind of like you know if I get this type of benefit you know am I comfortable with this or you know am I just really afraid of whoever has my data and how can I be protected from that and it was you know a little it was unique that Allstate was talking about it because you know we you know are an insurance company, but we are in the in the business of having people protect themselves. I so, think you're you know, a tech
0: company that sells insurance.
1: Absolutely, Very absolutely, tough. yeah, yeah. And I and our CEO Tom Wilson had actually alluded to that because um, you know as as most companies you have data. You know we're based on we're based on data. You know we. Yeah. We ensure people we give you rates and everything based on, you know, what state law allows, which are which are these data points about you. So the more and more data we we have, also how can we help you protect you? So you know, we do You offer- also have
0: the fine line that you know you wanna protect people's data and you wanna make sure they feel secure. But you don't want them so encumbered by mm-hmm, authentication mm-hmm. and passwords and, you know. Correct, that correct. They're like, it's too difficult to do work, you know, with a particular company. I'm going to go to elsewhere, you know. So there's yeah, a fine line.
1: Exactly. Because all I need is, you know, uh, email and create a password. So, you know, what 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 makes a consumer um, comfortable? In, right. in this day and age yeah so it was it was really good to have those conversations um and they're still you know it's still so new in terms in terms of uh, data privacy in the legal field uh especially with uh gdpr you've been in california so you may be aware of the yeah. california consumer protection act that was being passed or being that was passed and you know becoming effective at the beginning of this year so it was just a lot of conversations around there that i enjoyed um and then my last rotation, uh, for this year is in our employment and benefits group within our, uh, litigation department. Um, and that has just been kind of a great combination of work that I've been doing. So I understand the business side of it. And I understand these roles when we, when we have employment matters. Um, but it's also in terms of, you know, when we're in, we've been very busy lately, uh, in terms of paid sick laws, uh, and, protected time off um, as states have been kind of given supplemental laws or changing regulations um, due to the uh, the pandemic so because I understand the legislative side of it or you know I know how to get in touch with our regional council and get explanations on things it really has given additional context um, as I do my current job um, so that's dealing you know working with outside council on employment related lawsuits answering various questions for HR. Um, I lead the new laws initiatives for our our team. So we always review laws that are uh, employment related and get that out to HR in a timely fashion. So uh, I really, really enjoy the work that I'm doing.
0: I have to say, kudos to you and again, your parents for your turning out to be such a remarkable person, but also kudos to Allstate for this rotation system in, you know, educating, hands-on experience. This is so you. Remember we talked about experiential learning? Mm -hmm. Um, That's what you're doing now at Allstate in all these different departments. And what a forward-thinking way to train their in-house lawyers. Because oftentimes, outside counsel says, oh, well, Um, this particular client that I have a relationship with is siloed in this way. And Mm -hmm. so there's no need for me to introduce him to my partners or other people at my firm because he only does this type of law and vice versa. You become, Mm -hmm. so I think Allstate is doing a great job of, um, understanding the power of breadth of knowledge, not just depth of knowledge and experience. Um, and and like someone I know, I think he, you may have heard of Jim quick. He's an author and a trainer. Yes, mm-hmm. um, he talks about knowledge is not power. Like we so have thought and said for so many years, knowledge plus action is power. Yeah, I and like I can that. see that being true. That's totally, mm-hmm. you know, that's the way you're living your life, man. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Well,
0: I have to ask you something. So mm-hmm. I always ask my allies. Um, what a, you know, a provocative question. Uh, Because seriously, we are really, I I focus mostly on women, Mm -hmm. women of all walks, you know, regardless, if you're a woman, then I'm your ally, I'm your friend. I ask, what is a provocative or controversial question that Mm -hmm. I can share with my audience? Um, And I think for you, my provocative question to you would be, have you ever witnessed sexual harassment in the workplace?
1: Yeah, I have, unfortunately. Uh, And and it wasn't just one time I could think back from, uh, you know, various on campus jobs to, you know, current now of just seeing seeing and hearing um, remarks from men towards my female, um, you know, coworkers or, um, you know, colleagues. And it's just kind of, you know, you kind of look at the guy and just kind of like, Wow, you you felt that that was okay. <laughs> like this is just is it kind of
0: generational kinda, or, you know.
1: It wasn't generational. It was, it was just it was it was peer to peer um oh, and wow. just felt that due to you know um my colleague's um really just appearance, which was, you know, her just being her, you know, very, you know, beautiful young lady that he could not make that remark. And definitely, you know, not even, you know, knowing her that well um and it was you know she felt comfortable enough to come to me about it um and always wanting you know I was just being in a space where I would any friend wanted to listen and be there but definitely you know encouraging her and saying hey that's not okay you did nothing to you know yeah to promote that um you and even if you did you know dress a certain way or make comments as you and I are engaging because we are friends outside of this workplace and we can do that. Um, he has no place to do this. So just really encourage her of like, you can, you know, you can say something to him and uh, you can say something to him and also talk to his manager, uh, which ended up being the case because we, what, what we didn't want to happen was that that'd be okay. Right. And then it right. was up to, you don't me, want to
0: me bad behavior by doing nothing. Correct.
1: Yeah, yeah. About just like, okay, you know, uh, guys be guys, boys be boys. That's not um, okay. And just like, he, yeah, just thinking that, you know, he didn't, he didn't mean it or, you know, don't, don't take him so seriously. Like,
0: yeah, no, Yes,
1: we don't have to take him seriously, but we also let him know that that was not okay.
0: You have got me fired up now. I'm like, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> this is. Yeah,
1: amazing. I, thinking of it, I was just kind of like, yeah, I, I you gotcha. yeah, uh-huh. it's. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, Cam
0: Woods, you are not just an ally in our fight for equity. You truly are a champion. So thank you for that. (laughs) Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: Um, Let me ask you, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what do you think? So I I love that allies come to the table with knowledge and say, I support you and your cause. What a champion does is, I support you and your cause and I'm going to act on it. And that's what you did. That's just super powerful. Um, What do you think women. You know, can do to help other women, and what do you think men can do to help other women in this fight? Just something easy day to day. I know you lived by example just now with that, uh, you know, friend that came to you with her sexual harassment claim or cause. But what can we just, you know, even in our everyday actions or Mm -hmm. conversations, what can men and women do to help women achieve equity?
1: I think it all boils down to listening, Um, and it's definitely like listening in terms of. I think sometimes we can very much listen in terms of responding. So you're you're not really hearing the person. You're automatically thinking how I'm going to respond to this, which means you're you're not empathizing with them. You're not trying to understand. You already have made up your mind how you feel about something. So you're just (laughs) giving your your feedback. Um, I really think you just have to hear women when they speak and you, you hear it to understand it. You hear it to kind of internalize, internalize it, and come to your own conclusions. And then you act. And I think those is just really a one-two. Um, that is I think, so
0: powerful, Cam, because, um, I in my teaching I talk about people say women don't speak up and my theory is in the majority of cases we do but are we heard
1: correct Mm -hmm.
0: oh my gosh you know yeah
1: I think of the women who you know being in meetings and who may say something or you know they're cut off by someone else whether men or women are they 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 say something and it's, it's very quiet because you know they're not maybe comfortable speaking in front of that many people or, you know, it was just a lot going on and they're not, they just, they just, they just weren't able to get their voice heard. So I try, you know, I try my best to like, you know, if I unintentionally interrupt somebody, I'm just like, Oh, I'm sorry about that. You were saying, or, you know, if someone made, you know, a young lady or anyone made a good point, just kind of like, Oh, as so-and-so said this, you know, giving the recognition and acknowledgement that they deserve, um in that moment for having great ideas or speaking up and saying what needs to be needs to be said i think it's just it's so simple and i think just a lot of human nature and life um, and survival skills have taught us to you know be greater than other people when and many times it's really not a competition and we're all going towards the same goal so let's just help each other out because when you succeed i can succeed and vice versa
0: that is spoken like a truly secure person, and with a big heart. I love this. <laughs> this you. is really powerful. Um, if only we had more Cam Woods out there. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, if we could, if we could replicate no, I, you. <laughs> one
1: is easy. enough of me. I live with me every day. One is enough. <laughs> one is That's enough.
0: So funny. That's so funny. Well, um, people on this call who are listening to our conversation don't. Mm-hmm know what i'm privately chatting you but folks i want you to know that i just sent him in all caps with several exclamation points <laughs> you are awesome thank so hamwoods you. you are awesome thank you so much
1: no thank you
0: how do you spend your free time when you're not working at all state
1: um you know i i don't think i'm a very i'm very outgoing person but i'm, I'm very simple so i just kind of like you know enjoying enjoying life like i like being outside and being outdoors nice um, that's, the, that's the arkansas and me just you know just being just being out and about i i love just being in nature and kind yeah. of just seeing you know the the colors of it's
0: in your name
1: together yeah very much <laughs> i I love the woods effect uh my my friend from working mine and i we have a, a a a running joke that when you know you will say knock on wood as jinx you know we can't ever find woods in the in the workplace she'll come knock on me or knock on myself
0: that's hilarious
1: (laughs) so that's our little little joke but yeah i enjoy being outside i love spending time with family and friends um i really love cooking um i am a i'm a foodie so i love trying new recipes um i love cooking for others when people come over, especially summertime, I love to have people over where I grill and just kind of hang out. Um, reading new books, uh, my, my goal is to have a, a library like my parents have in, in our hometown at home where you can literally just go p- choose a book of how someone's feeling like, oh, you thinking about this or you have the interest in this, I could just go into my bookcase and just, you know, here you go, here's a book on that. They're
0: like oh, a little Barnes & Noble.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> So it's always my goal. It. So a lot of reading and writing, uh, getting back more into kind of creative writing. Um, a lot of free time. I, I spend a free time talking to um uh, my best friends. You know, we can stay on the phone and for hours and we're just kind of talking about life and our experiences. Um and I think a lot of my wisdom You're a come from that. Yeah, <laughs> very much like a cultural philosopher, uh, you know, very, very new, but you know, we just kind of think of We talk a lot about our, again, our experiences, but, you know, our feelings and how we, how we deal with that and how we do a lot of reflection um, and discovery about ourselves and how that makes us better. That
0: is so spiritually mature.
1: Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to do because I, you know, as we're talking, you know, I learn more about myself and I learn more of why I do things and it's always, you know, I... I didn't, I wasn't able to, well, I didn't complete my psychology degree, but I feel like to a certain extent, I'm continuing my education in it because I'm still learning how and why people do the things that they do, including, you know, starting with myself. Um, so it just kind of guides my, my, my life from there.
0: You are such a remarkable person. I, I hope that we'll stay in touch after this podcast. Oh, Absolutely. Podcast. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I want to tell you. I used to um, to find peace and solace. I would take my boat. Of course, being from Louisiana, it was a ski boat, not a sailboat.
1: Oh, nice! Uh, yes.
0: I would drive it to um, the Washita River and put it in there. And oh yes, it's so beautiful. And I brought my binoculars and just would. Oh,
1: nice!
0: Yeah, yes. yeah. We are cut from the same cloth, my friend.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I love it.
0: That's awesome. Well, every, every podcast, at least recently, I've started this thing called the Wild Card Questions. Okay. So I've, I have these meaningful, at least I think they're meaningful, questions that I ask, but they're not anything you've heard in advance. So are okay. you, are you game? I'm ready. All right. What is a small change people could adopt that would make the world a better place?
1: Being kind to others.
0: Oh, is it okay to say I love you, your mom and dad? <laughs> yes, it is. is they would have your <laughs> Shout out to mom and dad once. Yes, more. yes. It just awesome. Well, that's great. Look, if people want to get in touch with you and get to know you better, or mm-hmm. you know, hear more about what you do in the unique way Allstate operates its in-house legal department. Yes. Where would they write to you, or how would they reach you?
1: Um, Again, find me on LinkedIn at Cameron Woods, uh, Um, C-A-M-E-R-O-N. My email address is camwashwoods, C-A-M-W-A-S-H-W-O-O-D-S at gmail.com. And also Facebook, Cameron Woods. I I am not the greatest with social media, but uh, LinkedIn and email usually works for me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now, folks, as you who are regular listeners know... I will put Cam's headshot, bio, uh, maybe some of his favorite books, book recommendations. And I'll put that in a blog and then I'll sync this podcast into that blog and I'll share it on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and on Twitter. And then Cam will share it with his network as well. So Cam Woods, it is my honor and my pleasure to have made your acquaintance on this call today
1: also with you um thank you for having me on and thank you for the work that you're doing this is great it is needed and i think with more and more of these conversations uh with allies like me and also the great women that we have in this world uh, we are slowly slowly getting better each day
0: exactly never give up never never give up. up thank you cam woods
1: no